this is Rhonda Hedges, the host of Humbly Human Podcast. I hope that this will bring you some joy and some laughter into your day. And hopefully the storm that you are facing give you a moment of lightheartedness to face what you have coming before you today or maybe something you've already faced. Enjoy. Hi, this is Rhonda Hedges, and I'm coming to you with Humbly Human, the podcast that looks at um, various experiences that I've had in my life, and I hope that I will be able to walk you through some of the storms that I have faced that have built me into the person I am today. Now, I say that to say I am not a perfect person, nor do I um, come to you with all the answers. However, I will say that I have walk through some adverse situations that I feel like that I could help others understand how to be strong in those storms. And so I'm going to bring you a story today that is rather funny. It's a true story. It's uh, my own story. So um, I was definitely true. I was there. Um, But I will share that with you today. And hopefully it will help you to have and embrace those humble moments in life. Um, I often feel that my life is like a storm better yet, a hurricane, that just when I think everything's okay, nah, it's not. I'm just kidding. The wind picks up and I blow to the other side. And I often use the hurricane analogy because, you know, the eye of the storm is when those calm moments and I've learned that when you have those calm moments, I often am looking off into the horizon of hmm, what might be coming next that um, not as a negative, but as a challenge to my life. And if we can start looking at times of um, when we are bent, as I'd like to say, or um, caused to uh, face something that's not so pleasant in our life, that it is a building rather than a breaking down. And I think many, I didn't realize this till recently, many people are crushed in moments of adversity. Um, And if we can understand that those moments cannot crush us unless we allow them to, and that moments of adversity build us up, build our character for something coming in the future. And I believe that God provides those for us to build character, to build strength, so that when a new adversity comes, we are ready. So if you think about the hurricane, um, my life seems to be like a hurricane, uh, one um, storm after another or challenge. And, you know, it doesn't, I'm not an expert on that. And I don't brag in that sense because it's not been fun all the time. And I'm going to tell you the things that you'll face in life are not always fun. And I look at, I'm one of those people, just like you may be, that looks on the Facebook and looks on the social media and thinks, wow, that person's life looks really all together. And um, that's not, that's not who I am. I am not that person. And I like to say that is the uh, Ann Taylor, the Ann Taylor look. And I'm going to use that um, kind of phrase today to kind of let you picture who I am as a person and as a human. And again, being transparent, I've never been accused of not being transparent. Um, My staff would often tell me that you always know what she thinks. Her face will tell it long before her, her mouth ever will, although my mouth always tells something. But, um, In this story, you're going to hear me laugh at myself and and make fun of myself because I do feel like that that is how we grow as a human. So um, maybe you can relate, but I bet not um, 
as much as I can uh, at laughing at myself. I always looked at women um, that walk into a meeting and they are what I like to call that Ann Taylor look. You know, they're put together from head to toe. The hair is perfect. The makeup's great. The shirt matches the pants that matches the shoes that matches the bag. That is not me. Um, I have not ever been able to pull that look off. My, um, when I think it stems from my mother and get used to me talking about my mother, she is a very powerful force in uh, raising who I am today and the woman that I am today. As a young girl, um, as many of you may have experienced, you will ask your mother. And about seven years old, I would say, am I pretty or am I, am I beautiful? When we would talk, read stories about princesses or, you know, someone that's beautiful. And I would ask, oh, mom, am I beautiful? She would always say, pretty is as pretty does. Well, translation in a seven-year-old's mind was, well, you're not pretty, Rhonda, but you need to be kind. And if you're kind, and as we all know, she wasn't trying to break my spirit, but she was trying to create um, that who I am and how I act is way more important than what my face looks like or my outfit or what have you. And I guess that worked because I never was able to pull the outfit part off. Now, I think that, you know, the moral picture code that she was trying to, to create wasn't my translation. So even today, um, I say to my mom at times, um, you know, I never feel finished. I don't have that polished look of the Ann Taylor models or those women that have it all. You know, they got the hair, they got the shirt, they got the pants, they got the shoes, um, the bag, and everything just looks put together. When I walk into a, a meeting, that, that's not who I am. And she always says, well, honey, you have your own unique sense of style. In my mind, still to this day, translation of that is hot mess. That's me. I'm the hot mess. I'm not the woman walking into the meeting with style and poise. Well, for many reasons. I have been an educator for my entire career and served as a special school principal for 17 years with students with intellectual disabilities that struggled to modulate their behavior responses to various situations in life. And to better understand the kind of person I am, you must know that my career path started in a rural district working with students with behavior disorders. Um, and then I moved to an inner city school district, which was rather large. Um, and that first job in that district was working at the district office or board office or central office. Um, it's called a little something different across educational districts, but you get the picture. I worked at the uh, district level as a support for teachers um, with behavior disorder students. And so I traveled the district and worked on lots of different district projects. And one day, my boss, who has now become a dear friend, um, a prayer warrior that stands behind me and prays in the, in the midst. I think we all have those people that, you know, you can call in the middle of the night and they'll pray with you or they'll, they'll tell you, you know, it's going to be okay. She's my prayer warrior, my person. And so um, she was my boss at the time and how we cultivated a deeper friendship and, and love for each other. And she said, hey, we're going to give a presentation to the superintendent. So now let me paint the picture. My son was about three months old. I had just come off on maternity leave and had kind of picked the ball up running, working with behavior. And she wanted me to share some data that we had done on a project and, and present to the superintendent. So, um, you know, this was a big deal to me. And all I could think in the back of my head is, wow, it was nice working here when this hot mess um, gets in front of the superintendent and he sees you, he, you'll be, 
you'll be gone. So um, that was kind of my mentality uh, getting ready for the meeting was this is probably not going to go well. But the morning of the meeting, um, to best paint the picture, I, um, you know, having a young child, you can probably relate if you're a mother, that you get ready in the morning with the lights off. And some of you dads do this too. My husband for years would slip out in the dark in the night and dress in the hallway or, or dress somewhere where he wouldn't um, disturb the baby. And so he, um, you know, he knew about this presentation. He's always been very supportive and, you know, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Well, that particular morning I got up and, you know, you snake around and you get ready in the dark and, you know, I'm thinking I did it get the baby, let's go. And I looked at myself and, hey, the hair was done, the makeup was done, and the outfit was on, and off, out the door we go. And I get to my visitor, and at the time, that was my sister-in-law. She said, Rhonda, you look great. Do you have something going on at work today? Then I said, you know, that inside high five, hey, you must have did it, because she noticed, and that's good. So I went on to share that I was presenting to the superintendent really quickly, kissed the baby goodbye, and as I'm walking to my car, something down below. Now, girls, I'm talking not down below like my shoes. I'm talking in my pants. Something wasn't right. It was a little breezy. Um, but I didn't have time. You know how you are. You got to get in the car and you got to go. Everything's on a timeline in the mornings. And you moms can relate. You drop the kids and then you got to go. And so I get in the car and I'm driving. And the whole time I'm driving, I'm wiggly because I have a pretty good commute. As I'm driving, I'm, I'm wiggly. It's breezy. Something's not correct. And so um, I get to the, the board office and it's a really long parking lot and you have to park. Um, I, I'm going to dare to guess a half a mile away, quarter of a mile away. And so I'm walking and with each step, I sling this large bag over my back with, you know, back then it was a laptop that weighed 40 pounds. And um, I, I'm, I'm trying to drag the laptop, hurry, hurry, hurry. And across the parking lot and the whole time I'm thinking there is something by this time in my pants that is not correct. It is way not right. So by the time I get to the building, it is, we've got to get to the fourth floor. I jump over two steps at a time and get upstairs and get to the restroom, throw the bag to the floor, jump in the stall and pull down my pants. And uh -oh, this, there's something not right. And as I looked down and the breeziness all the way up those steps was not right. And by this time I'm sweating because all I can think about is what is happening. I need to be focused on this presentation. I need to get myself together. And sure enough, I'm worried about my junk down in the trunk. So I, I get my pants down and there it is. There to my shock is, um, some underwear that I think my grandmother had wore it looked like at the time. That was my first impression. My grandmother was a pretty large lady, about five sizes bigger than myself, and these underwear were huge. And I'm sitting here in this pure horror of these are not going to stay up on me. They could fall down the leg of my pants. Um, they're just, they're not even touching me. And at that moment, it hit me. I had gotten dressed in the dark and I was wearing nine month maternity pants. What was I going to do? Because see, when you have a mama that instills in you that you don't not wear underwear because you risky girls, I call them risky girls that would go without underwear. Well, I, I applaud you um, because if I went without underwear, that's all I'd be thinking about is everybody in the room knows I don't have underwear on. And I would probably tell someone in the meeting, because as you know, I said, I'm very transparent and I would walk in and tell the superintendent I was going commando and I for sure would get fired then. And knowing this, there's no way that I could um, 
not have underwear on. So I'm, I'm problem solving and I've come to a solution and I pull my pants up and I walk out of the stall and I'm still, you know, it's, it's a focus. Um, it's a real focus. Well, about that time, my dear friend, who was my boss, bust in the door. Oh, there you are. You look beautiful. And she's going on and on and she's talking. And men probably cannot relate at this, but women in the restroom talk. We talk all the time. We talk over urination, faucets, everything. We talk the whole time we're in the bathroom. And some friends, you talk while they're in there using the restroom. And, and you girls can relate. And that's my friend. And she's talking 100 miles an hour, asking me questions about the presentation. I'm really not answering. She's, she's just talking. And at that point, she comes out of the stall and sees that my face is really white, I'm sure. And she says, you look beautiful. Now, don't be nervous. You're going to do great. and Beautiful, beautiful. And at that moment, I snapped, as you do with a good friend. And I jerked my shirt up. And I stood there in front of her holding my shirt up. Um, and I said, I am not beautiful. I got ready in the dark. And I'm wearing nine-month maternity pants, underwear. And she's very quiet. She tilted her head. And she said, Rhonda? Did you pull those over your tits to hold them in place? And we both busted out in laughter, and that's exactly what I had done. I tell you this story because I often look at those Ann Taylor girls, those people that have it all together, and wonder, they got their underwear hooked over their tits under that suit? I'm sure they don't. No one would do that but me, I feel. But I envy you, Ann Taylor girls, but I've quit a long time ago being envious of other people and what they have because you see that's not my story that's not who i was created to be i was created to be the girl that has the maternity underwear on because she got ready in the dark and hooks them over her tits and gets the job done because that was going to keep me because you know you don't go commando when you're my mother's daughter because that would be way too much and I believe that this is one of the series of humbling events that you'll hear from me, that everyone has these moments, or maybe they don't. However, you'll hear many of mine. What I've learned is there are moments that help us stay grounded in the reality of life. There are people that get caught up in moments where they feel that they have arrived, either through a title or an event, or maybe through a promotion. What I found is my life is a series of moments like the one I've described today, brittled with full-scale events that are large in nature, much like a storm. Sometimes you're in the calm of the eye of the storm, and sometimes you're in the hurricane. You're in the winds. You're being blown from place to place and may not even know where to go. A dear friend of mine recently shared um, as she suffered great adversity with her husband being diagnosed with cancer that his friend said something to him that she shared with me that I feel like is just a perfect analogy. His friend told him, you know, buddy, you have real main actor problems. The underwear is a metaphor for the rest of my life as I face main actor problems. This wasn't really a problem. It was just a small funny. But it also is a thing that keeps us grounded in the face of adversity. We have to pull up those stretched out maternity underwear and hook them over our tits, and we have to go kill that presentation, attack the day, attack that problem. 
when you face those main actor problems in life, you don't let the distraction of too large of underwear distract you from your mission at hand. You find a way to face the circumstances. I hope this helps you today to find moments to laugh. And if you're like me and will never be the Ann Taylor's poster girl for next year's campaign ad, be the girl that pulls up those underwear and gets the job done. I don't know if everyone thinks the way that I do, but I believe that God created me to have the ability to laugh and to share my stories with you that are sometimes funny, sometimes sad, but more often, if you can find the funny in the hard times, it makes them so much easier. So have a blessed day, and I hope that God sends us moments today that make you have joy and laughter and that you can share those with other people.